So I pray, Lord Jesus, that we know that you are the gate, and we thank you that you are the king with us. Amen. I need those. So what does it mean to be a king with us? What does it mean to be close with somebody else? I've got to be honest that um, I'm a bit of a mummy's boy, so I got on very well with my mum, still do, I love her very much. And um, there's two stories about my name. The first story is that my mum had a dream when she was pregnant with me that she was going to have a boy, and she called him Benjamin. And it's wonderful because she says she also had a dream that she was going to have a little girl and, she called, and she'll call her Hannah. And I've got a sister called Hannah. The other story is that my mum wanted a name that could be said sharply but also aggressively. <laughs> so she said, Benjamin is perfect because if I was kicking off a fuss in the shop, she'd go, Ben, Ben, like that. And then if I wouldn't listen, I'd get a Benjamin, because it's quite, quite aggressive, three syllables. And I knew if I got a Benjamin Eric Brady <laughs> from downstairs, I knew I was in trouble. That particular time was when I thought I could make a zip line from a family heirloom clock on the mantelpiece to the sofa for my action man. And obviously, he just pulled it off and uh, smashed it. So it wasn't a great day for anyone. And I just think that tones and voices all have power. Do you all have power on the way we interact with one another and also, I think, in our prayer life? So I was looking at this passage, and I, I love this passage. It's got the killer line at the end, John 10, 10. I came so that you will have life in all its fullness. But as somebody who loves Jesus, I thought, why not stick with your theme of sheep? And sheep are fascinating animals, and I'd recommend it to you if you have the time. There's a book called A Shepherd's Life, and it goes through a year of being a shepherd. It takes you through autumn to winter, spring and summer, and all the things that come up with keeping sheep. Sometimes they're amazing, sometimes they're a nightmare. Here's my prop. What he speaks about in the book is that sheep can be easily distracted. There is a safety of being together. But then the problem is they start sniffing around and looking for grass. They'll think there's some nicer grass over here. Those of you who may have seen Clarkson's farm, just so it was, you'll see that the sheep will just bolt it. They'll jump over the walls going for whatever they want. And this one story says that the sheep goes off and it keeps going. And the problem is that some of the sheep can come back. Some of the sheep are completely fine, but others can't. Sometimes it can be a younger sheep being led by an older one who just is not strong enough. What I love and what Jesus captures in this passage is the shepherd himself speaks of how he knows a sheep is missing and he goes out to look for them and it was hidden behind a wall. The wall actually had a dip so the small sheep couldn't get back over. But the fact is the shepherd still went out. The shepherd knew his sheep. 
What's interesting with this passage is it talks about Jesus going out ahead. He talks about them recognizing their voices, but it also speaks of the fact that the shepherd could walk ahead of the sheep and the sheep would follow his voice. He would know the voice. We think of shepherds now, and it's the same in my book. They have the dogs that round them up. They have quad bikes, and they kind of go from the back steering them. But back then, even now, in the Middle East, they know the voices. They follow it. And this got me thinking, like, where do these voices come from? What can be the distractions? Who do we actually listen to? What I find scary is that sometimes the big voices are the voices I should be ignoring and the little voices are the ones I should be listening to. I'll be honest, when we worship, when we come together on a Sunday, I don't always struggle with that. The big voice, I feel, is connecting with God and the little voice is quite far away. Verse 4 and verse 5, it says this, about when he has brought out all his own, he goes ahead of them. And the sheep follow him because they know his voice. We need to practice listening to this voice. Because verse 5 says, They will not follow a stranger, but they will run from him because they do not know the voice of strangers. I jarred a bit with this line because I don't think that's always true for me. I don't think that I do turn away from that strange voice. The voice that can say to me, You're tired. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about what you just said. You're just having a bad day. I haven't mentioned him for a while, but there's a fantastic saint who I love called Saint Ignatius of Loyola. And he talks about the power of, it's called Vespers, which is a tradition where you would pray and read scripture at midnight. He says that there's a real vulnerability in our tiredness for God to speak to us in a whole new way, instead of us overthinking it. But then I was reflecting on that, I thought, but that can go the other way too. When tired, that's when sometimes my defences can be down. I can think, well, I've done church today. I'm literally a vicar. Do I really need to say my prayers when I go to bed? Do I really need to read my Bible from that bit that I've already read before? And the answer is, yeah. Sometimes I find it interesting to try and catch myself and ask, why can't I be bothered? What is it with that voice that's saying to me, don't do it? How do I tune in to what the bigger voice wants to say to me, the voice of Jesus? And the reason that we're going about Jesus so much is what I love about John is he speaks a lot, the gospel we're looking at, he speaks a lot about I am. And in this verse here, this passage, he says, verse 9, I am the gate, or gate, which is what I want to say. I am the gate. That means that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. He is the way that we can have life and have it in abundance, have it to the full. So I just wonder... Can we sometimes be scared of what Jesus is going to say to us? We want to hear Jesus' voice. And I honestly believe, maybe it is just me, that on Sundays, the fervor, the zeal to hear Jesus' voice is so strong. 
But then it can get to Monday, it can get to Tuesday, Thursday. We feel like you're just waning. I wonder are we scared of hearing Jesus' voice because we're not sure what he's going to say to us? Do you feel like the sheep that strayed too far? There's an ancient tradition which is used in lots of churches where we pray the Psalms. They say the Psalms every day. And I think that this is a great way for us to develop our language of how we pray. I like the Psalms because I find it is a way to equip me with language to pray for bigger things, not just myself, but even support me when I feel like I'm lacking words. What I find beautiful is that we spend a lot of time choosing the songs that we sing here. And for some of us here, we might get our language for prayer from the songs we sing in church. And that's great and that's good. And that's a good way to see maybe where the church wants to be going and what we believe and what we declare. But I also think that's why we need to spend time reading scripture. It's why we spend time praying, almost practicing our prayers, our thanksgiving, because as we're saying tonight, he is the king with us. We want to know his voice and we want to hear from him because he is the king who is already with us. As I was reflecting on this, I've realized that my prayers when based on scripture. I come across Jesus saying controversial things like pray for your enemies. I'm reminded of God who made the cosmos, the God who knows every hair on my head too easy. But then the other side, from the enemy, from that small voice that can get bigger, I think that's when we get trapped with the, you are not good enough. That's the times when we start to think, it's not really going to make much of a difference whether or not I pray tonight, whether or not I pray this morning, whether or not I listen to Lectio 365, whether or not I do the Bible in one year, whatever it may be. But actually, I think that's part of the ridiculousness of Christianity. I think actually it sounds quite obnoxious. Outside of a church setting where we speak of how when we pray, we believe the God who made everything hears each of our individual prayers. Each one of us in this room right now, when we pray, we believe that God is listening directly to us. His undivided attention because he's with us, because we are his sheep. I find it interesting when we say our, this, the prayer, when we come to um, the space to listen to the Holy Spirit, we say, come Holy Spirit. I know some people argue, and I've heard it, and it's, you know, it's fair enough. When we say, come Holy Spirit, it's almost like you weren't here before, but now you are. Come on in. The door's open. But I think that the way I see it is it's choosing to become more aware of the Holy Spirit, which is already here. More aware of Jesus, who is already with us. The peace that transcends all understanding. The fact that he is here and among us. Because I also believe that the Holy Spirit moves. And I do believe that we can also miss it. 
So the question is, where do we hear the voice of Jesus? Where do we practice and where are we learning to hear from him? Because I believe Jesus is with us, he's beside us, he loves us. And I believe he calls each of us by name. This evening we're going to be sharing communion, sharing bread and wine, which is something that the church has done for thousands of years now. And if you don't listen to Jesus, if we can't hear Jesus, I'd be scared that you miss out on the fact that that bread and wine is for you. It's for you, yes, as a church. It's for us as a gathered community. But it's also for you as an individual. Do you actually believe Jesus is calling you by name? to receive at this table. Jesus is actually calling you by name to be his disciple, to follow him. Jesus is calling you by name to be filled with the Holy Spirit and know his presence. The more you hear from Jesus, the more we realize that it's not about the guilt, it's not about fear, it's about love. It's the fact that Jesus loves us. God loves us. God loves you. And you, and you, and you. Just in case you feel like I missed you out. And so we're going to take some time now just to listen. And it is just to listen for that voice. It's to trust this time to the Holy Spirit. And trust in that gift that he gives us. So let's stand together to pray.